Hello, everybody. Welcome to RPG Cast, episode 172 for April 9th, 2011. I'm your host, Chris Privetier, and with me, I've got a wonderful group of people, some of which are still um, in the middle of a snowstorm. Uh, Sarah McGar, is that you? Yes. Why is it still snowing here? I, you should it's be April. like, this is Sarah McGar. I'm reporting from the middle of a blizzard. Can you Hi, do that? I'm live out in northern Utah in the middle of a snowstorm. What's it like where you are in the newsroom? Chris? Uh, it's just cloudy here. Cloudy in like mid 40s. It's like mid 30s. What about you, Actually, John? You're worth. What's it like where you are? I'm reporting from something in that was built by Blizzard. Does that count? No, no. Azeroth weather does not count. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> That's a nice try. <laughs> what about you, Rory Burnett? Uh, it is currently raining and thundering here. Raining <gasps> and cool. thundering. With a lovely yeah, thunder snow the, the other day. Thunder With a lovely snow. high of 50 degrees Fahrenheit for mm. our US bound viewers. Uh huh. Nice. Well, uh, let's get on with the show. On with the show. On with the show. Feedback was interesting this week. Uh, the message thread was all about food the entire week. Food, 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 food. But we learned some important things. One, Day-old meat at Taco Bell is safe for the next me- is safe for the next day, sanitarily and cleanly, uh, cleanly, but uh, it doesn't taste good apparently. So if you're going to order untasty. beef at ta- Taco Bell, just the beef. If you're going to order beef at Taco Bell, do it afternoon, or know somebody who works there who'll give you the the fresh meat. Also, Wendy's chili is partially made from patties that are um, overcooked. And that's why it tastes so good, apparently. (laughs) So, (laughs) this is what we learn. Yeah, this is what we learn in the RPG forums, RP Gamer forums. So go, uh, go contribute to the thread, and maybe talk about games some next week too. But (laughs) talk about games. We talk, mad. And, and the, and the you prevailing. About your face? We had people who couldn't understand why you would dip something salty into something sweet. And, you know, I'm sorry. That's what you do with French fries and, and Frosties. And you can also have a chocolate covered so pretzel and all sorts of things like that. So I'm sorry, people. It's a thing. Uh, pancakes with bacon on. You should try it. Mm, pancakes with bacon. Everything's better with bacon, so. Unless you're a vegetarian, then it's not so better. I actually don't like bacon that much. I prefer That's other meat. like the best thing ever. Bacon's I get the microwaveable bacon. You can't go wrong with bacon. Yeah. I don't like bacon that much, but I do like ham. Mmm. That's okay. Ham. It's like okay. bacon light. Bacon light. Bacon light. <laughs> <laughs> and it's easy to In pronounce. Words, I like pig. I just don't. I just don't like the crispy preparation. Yes. It's I, easy. Liked it, I liked it softer cooked and honey glazed. Ooh, honey glazed. That's nice. We should probably start talking about games and stop talking about food. Yeah. Well, I was just going to say, ham is a pretty easy to pronounce word, but one of our listeners wrote in and let us know about a word that isn't. So give this a listen. Hello, everybody. My name is the legendary Zoltan, and I'm here to tell you about how to pronounce some words correctly from RPGs that you have probably been messing up your whole life. Okay, so here we go. The first word today is mana. That's right. It's pronounced mana. It's not pronounced mana. Okay. 
It's a word that originates from a lot of Pacific Island languages, particularly from Hawaii, where I used to live. The word means divine power, okay, and it's pronounced mana, okay? So, you are playing the legend of mana, the secret of mana, children of mana, and you are tapping an island to gain one blue mana. And that's all the time we have for today's lesson. Leave it up to me, the legendary Zoltan, to culture your RPG playing ass. I love that outro. <laughs> I hope we get more of those. It's mana, apparently. <laughs> apparently it's mana. <laughs> so mana. I, I looked this up, and he's right. Mana, it comes from, a, you know, the Pacific Island concepts, and, you know, kind of a supernatural, magical power sort of thing. And so the, all that checks out. The, the reason for the confusion, of course, is the word mana, M-A-N-N-A, which is, of course, the food that the Israelites received from heaven. And since that's also kind of supernatural, I think a lot of people kind of confuse the two. And since it's food from God, you know, that must have some sort of supernatural power in it. So hence people's confusion and the multiple pronunciations. So I don't know. Um, I'm assuming that uh, I also looked into the, the, the origins of the name, Secret of Mana, and looking at the translation, the original name of the game, and Quinn, you probably understand this better than, than I do, is has nothing to do with mana. That's not in the title at all. It's um, Legend of the Sa- ho- yes. Holy Sword or something, right? Le- uh, Legend of the Holy Sword, Seiken Densetsu. Seiken Densetsu. So it's all for naught anyway. This whole mana series is some translator who maybe came from Hawaii and they used the mana for the name. So I don't know. Mana. Mana. We gotta say it just like mana, so we gotta be really like snippy when we say it. So we'd be talking and be like the legend of mana. mana. Yeah, that's right. Because <laughs> <laughs> that, that's what he told—that's what he told us to do. I, you yes. know, I always do what the listeners say, so I don't know. So all right, thank you, thank you, legendary Zoltan, <laughs> for your feedback. He's legendary. He is legendary. All right, so I say, I say, it is time some news dun 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 thank you a bumper <laughs> that's what I need <laughs> <laughs> alright you need to get the BBC on the case I do, I do need to get the BBC on the <laughs> oh I'm, I'm so hopeless I need someone more like Doctor Who to help me someone can travel in time and fix stuff right that's what he does right I've never seen his show does or he travel Mr. in time Peabody. Oh, Mr. Mr. Peabody, you're right. I'm not good yeah. enough for Doctor Who. We need Mr. Peabody. That's right. Yeah, Doctor Who probably wouldn't waste his time on you. Yeah, yeah. There we go. <laughs> He's got important scarves to wear, right? So. Fez, fezes are cool. Oh, fezes are cool. Got it. <laughs> All right. Pandora's Tower. Do you guys remember us talking about this game a few months ago? Because I don't. No, I don't either. All right. This sucker is for Wii, right? Um... And it's by Nintendo, or it's being on a Nintendo system. I don't know who's it by. Gunbardion is the name of the company. I assume Nintendo's publishing it. I'm not 100% sure. Anyway, we have some details about the game. Famitsu came out with some details. So check this out. There's a girl named Ceres, which is the kind of the same spelling of Celeste from Final Fantasy VI. So I assume we should also call her Celeste. 
But uh, anyway, she's stricken with a lethal curse after monsters attack her homeland. And of course, she's got a friend who's going to help save her. His name is Ende, or End, E-N-D-E. He takes up an item called the Orahalcum Chain, and he goes to fight the beasts. And this is cool. He has to strip off the flesh and feed them to her. Otherwise, she'll turn into a monster herself, and the game will end. So it's a time limit mechanic. So you have to go back and forth from the dungeon and feeding her and all that sort of stuff. So, okay. It sounds like a mythological version of Dead Rising. Yeah, that's a good point. It is, um, it is an action RPG, and that's all I know about it. It sounds almost like a roguelike with those sorts of time limits, but um, I guess it's an action RPG. Whatever. Uh, I guess it doesn't sound like a roguelike. It's just an action RPG with a time limit. May 16, 2011. No word on release for other regions, but now you have some ideas, and if you're the sort of person who can import, maybe now you know more about the game which just to confirm is on the wii and only in japan so have fun not playing that and here's something else you can have fun not playing more likely than you would have fun if you played it white knight chronicles 2 has been officially announced for north america this game flopped with the first one because it was boring um as i can personally attest to this is the sequel. Someone it comes, sounds bitter. I played through that whole game just so I could bitch about it. That was the entire premise of me playing through that game. Everyone's saying, this game's going to be so awesome. And I, I was so excited for the first preview for the first White Knight Chronicles. And then I saw the second one like a year later. I'm like, oh, they are not going in a good direction with this. And everyone else is still excited. I'm like, no, you're wrong. Be, be very scared. And then the next one comes out and is like, no, it hasn't gotten any better. And then I played it at an E3 and it's like, no, this isn't, this is, this is not turning out to be a very interesting battle system. And I was right, but I wanted to make sure I had the right to bitch about it. So I played the game. That's how it works. It's hard to complain if you haven't played. So I did that. And uh, now I guess I ha get to look forward to playing through the sequel. And you could, too. You don't have to feel bad about not playing the first game. The second game picks up right where the first one left off, so you kind of want to get the story. But the second one comes with the first one. See? And so if you went and spent full price on the first one, this just makes you feel great. So D3 Publisher will be bringing over the second game, which comes with a remastered edition of the first game, and it will continue the story, and hopefully it won't suck. I don't know if that'll be the case, but... Wait, Long Chronicles 2, finally officially announced for North America. No release date, but um, it'll be out sometime this summer. Well, it, it looks pretty. It does. It is actually a very pretty looking game. Level 5 is good at that. That's the developer. So they've done some other things you may have heard of, like, you know, most of the recent Dragon Quests, Dark Cloud uh, 2. Cavalier in the chat room does correctly point out that it is easy to complain without experiencing the thing you're complaining about. Yeah, thanks and, to the internet. But I wanted to actually not have people able to argue and say you didn't even play it. I wanted to be. I, I respect your ability to withstand that. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, White Knight Chronicles two. Look forward to that. Dungeon Siege three, another sequel. This one's actually you know people are excited about. Uh, Dungeon Siege 3 coming out t June 21st, 2011. Unfortunately, that's a delay. It was originally going to be May 29th, so you're going to be waiting like three or four more weeks there. I can't do math, so I couldn't tell you which it is. There's been quite a few things delayed out of May, thinking about it. Yeah, but that's okay. Delays are always good. Gives you more time to, to finish the stuff you haven't finished. Mike Fisher said the delays due to final polish and, you know, the sort of stuff that you always delay stuff for. 
Uh, it'll be $59.99 on PS3 and Xbox 360, $49.99 on PC. And right now, if you pre-order on Steam, if you pre-order Dungeon Siege 3 on Steam, you get Dungeon Siege 1 and 2 that you can download as well for free. So that's your pre-order bonus if you pre-order on Steam. If you pre-order at GameStop, you get some extra items for the game. So figure out which yeah, one you want to go with Yeah, I can officially confirm for the Steam thing that if you have Windows 7, your Dungeon Siege 1 will not work. Seriously? Mm-hmm. Is that like a known issue on their forums? They're not making that. They didn't tell people that. Well, I, 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 I tried. I pre-ordered it yesterday. And... Uh, I booted up Dungeon Siege 1, and it booted up fine, and then when it gets to the title screen, it's just black. And, and before I try to boot it up, it, a message pops up saying that it does has, this has compatibility issues. Wow. I'm not sure if they're going to fix that or not, but that's nice that to sucks. know. That is not even noticed. That, well, it's, they don't say that that's a limitation on, their, on the game page on steam so that's uh that's an issue they're gonna have to deal with Ooh, there's a direct draw error on windows 7 64 bit that's for sure oh sticky dungeon siege one black screen um beta drivers from nvidia apparently fix it for some people do you have an nvidia card yeah i have 260m you might want to get some beta drivers and see if that helps yeah, let's see if that fixes it. That's what they claim play, on the I Steam wanna... forums, and we like to help people here on RPG Cast by telling them about fixes for games that came out like ten years ago. <laughs> Hooray! <laughs> because we're awesome like that. Because we are awesome like that. We 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 you know we fully support the retro RPG player here. That's why we have an entire um, podcast devoted to it. The backtrack. Heck, the more you know. Have any of your episodes been devoted to old games, Roy, for Sanctum? No, State not of the yet. genre, what makes it? Uh, sexism. Let's see. You have a new one that's floating about. The length, right? Uh, uh, next one we're doing is uh, optimal length for RPGs. Mm-hmm. It's not how long the RPG is. It's how they... Oh, never mind. Um, whoa. That RPG Sanctum picture looks like it's dithered to really low... That's weird. Which one? Go to the RPG Sanctum archive, Noodle. See if you can understand what I'm talking about here. Like, it looks like an old gif that was dithered. You'll know what I mean. I love that word, dithered. Oh, yes. Yeah, wow. I see what you're saying. But it gives it some retro cred, but it's like low resolution or something. It's really strange. It's like a gif in um, selective. Yeah, there you go. How'd you do that, Ray? I, um, All you have to do is save it in Photoshop as a really low <laughs> GIF resolution. <laughs> yeah. The, Unless I, he was, I, I, well, I translated it from a... Yeah, actually, that was an accident. Oh, that was... <laughs> <laughs> okay, I was wondering if that was on I, purpose I, or not. <laughs> I, I was putting it on the... I was messing with the HTML to get the image on there, and I had to... The, for some reason, it's saved on my computer as a PNG file, so I had to save it and paint as a GIF to get it to work. Oh, That's what would oh, work. Paint. Wow. Yeah. Don't don't convert to GIF and paint. Well, I don't have any other. <laughs> well, use paint. Dot, at least use paint.net or something. They're, I don't have any other imaging converting things. Paint.net is free, and that's a little bit better. Um, you could well, also why, say um, you could use a JPEG too, Peter dude. Has a graphics person. 
or yeah, send it to Noodles. She'll do it for you. Or, um, you know, JPEGs are fine on the site. Shouldn't need a gift there. Wow. That's cool. We fixing stuff. See, we've got retro cred. We're fixing the site. Today's RPG cast is about productivity, fixing your backlog. We are going to take your everything that's backed up in your life is going to be solved today. Starting next with Magica. Magica Vietnam comes out April 12th. What can you do with Magica Vietnam? That's right. You can be a wizard in Vietnam. And hopefully they'll fix the stuttering glitch. Uh, probably not, but maybe. <laughs> I was just wondering, did someone flip, flip Chris's televangelism switch or something? I don't know, whatever. But Magic of Vietnam coming out. I, I still don't understand this game. <laughs> <laughs> Why are they in Vietnam? <laughs> because, because they're I, wizards. You know what they always say? A wizard did it. You are the wizards. Deal with it. <laughs> I had a feeling if wizards were in Vietnam that the war would turn out differently. <laughs> you get to escape to the chopper. You get to the there's a goblin Kong POW camp. There's you get to bring peace and stability to war era Vietnam by casting lots of spells. Of course. Hooray. I'm sure there'll be a napalm spell and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> napalm spell. <sighs> I don't know. Well, I just want them to fix the stuttering glitch from the original Magica. Well, which one? Because I still can't play it. Are you sure? Have you checked recently? They've patched so much. Yeah, they've released like 20,000 patches and it's still on their latest issues of things to fix. Oh, well, I bet you got to try those beta drivers for that as well. They'll fix your Dungeon Siege and your Magicka. We're getting everything done today. You know what else we're getting done? I've got a Europe block. That's right. It's the time for the European block of news. First off... Do, 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 do. <laughs> <laughs> Way wow, to just take all the steam out of me. <laughs> I don't know what's up with that. Uh, okay, talk about like a little music break <laughs> for the European block. Okay. And that's a very European soundtrack you came up with there. All right, Final <laughs> Fantasy. F this is this is basically for Roy and Quinn. I'm telling them about stuff they should already know. So Final Fantasy V is coming to you guys PSN. You happy about that? Yes, it means I might actually play it. Woo! Which version is it? It's the PS1 version. Sorry, guys, but it's not a great version. Oh, well. Uh, I, I, I could be indifferent because Final Fantasy V is one of my least favorites, so I really couldn't care. I played through it all. It's You can get through it all. It's fine. There's just some slowdowns that are very annoying. Final Fantasy IV on PS1 was a much better version, a great version. Um, out of 4, 5, and 6, 4 was the best one on PSX. Um as far as technical issues go. Anyway, you'll be getting Final Fantasy V sometime. They don't say when. And no word if it'll be coming to North America. That's why this is in the Europe block, which continues with Adventures to Go. This one came out a while ago in the U.S., like 2009. Funbox Media in the U.K. has announced Adventures to Go will be coming out in Europe now. Again, no date. Anna-Marie Neufeld, our very own podcaster, who can't be here this week, gave a review of a 2 out of 5. So don't you guys feel excited? Oh, yeah. So excited. Her her summary for the review was Baby's first TRPG. Since it was on the USPS, and if I really wanted it, I could go ahead and get it. Yeah, you just need a US card. 
Hilarious, witty dialogue, easy to play, tailored to play, on the go, but the story is disjointed, lack of options and tactical elements missing. I believe this came, well, this came out on PSP. Did it come out on the Wii as well? I guess it was just PSP. So, whatever. You'll be able to get it on your PSPs in Europe soon, and I don't know why, but apparently some people really liked it if they're going to bother to bring it out at this point. Is this the one that you could play multiplayer? I'm not familiar with it. There's one you could play multiplayer. Let me see. Multi. Uh, the word multi does not appear in her review, so I guess not. So this must be just a whatever. She can tell us more about it next week. Until then, you'll have to tide yourselves over that Tales of Vesperia is finally coming out to Xbox Live's Games on Demand in Europe for €29.99 and 5.4 gigabytes in size. Wow, it's really that small? I expected it to have been... Isn't it a Logic. single DVD game? Yeah. So, yes, it would need to be in that range. That, that's a good size for a single DVD game. Uh, April 5th, it came out, so it's already out, I guess. So, yay. Yeah. You should be playing it if you wanted it, except the better version's on PS3, and you can't get which it. I've already, which I've already imported. Yeah, you're like the only one, though, because, Mr. I can speak Japanese, even though I live in Europe. <laughs> What's up with that? Somebody, somebody sounds bitter. And jealous. <laughs> Don't forget jealous. Not just uh, bitter. Oh, I'm sure you'll get over it, Chris. I don't think so. You could just go Japanese. ahead and import it, you know. And do what? Just play it. In Japanese? Yeah. <laughs> not exactly difficult. It's a... What? <laughs> Why would I play an RPG in it. Japanese? There's this thing, there's this mythical thing called GameFAQ. Look into it. Oh, have you tried to do that? Like, go and play one of the Sakura Tyson, Sakura Tyson games with that. It's just, sure. the, no. I mean, you're so, you're like always reading the FAQ, then the screen, then the FAQ, then, oh, I get it, oh, I did it wrong. Oh, no, I have to start the whole game over because I was reading the wrong paragraph in the FAQ. It's just, no. No way, man. It's just, it's not worth it. If if you managed to do that while playing a Tales of game, then wow, you would have done something wrong. All right, so it's more forgiving. But so there's no time limit dialogue choices, I hope. No, but there are um, side quests that you may miss. But hey, you I don't know. Have you played the 360 version? No, it's a Tales game. Why would I play it? Oh snap! <laughs> oh snap! <laughs> Hey, you know, it was only until recently that people on the podcast actually existed who liked Tales. So. Shocking. Yeah. <laughs> I Ghost haven't played a Tales game since Fantasia. Did you like it? Not really. Talk about picking a good place to start. <laughs> Is that a yeah, bad one or a good one? Start with the very first one. It's the very first the one. Very... Yeah, the very what, first what one. What just... could there be to start? I don't know, one of the better ones. It's not like they it's not like they all link into each other unless they kind of explicitly do, you know. Right. Yeah, with twos in the title and stuff. Okay. Well you don't need to have played Fantasia to get Symphonia. Got it. But you might want to get a free I guess figurine. If you're going to play Persona 3 Portable. Yeah? No? Because that's what you're going to be able to do in Europe if you 
Sign up at the official contest site at Ghostlights, which is the European publisher for Persona 3 Portable. They're given a contest. They're, that's the action, uh, drawing a week for four weeks. This week's figure prize is an Igus action figure, and uh, it's only open to those living in the European territories or PAL territories. With I don't know if those are the same or not. And everyone who signs up for the competition will be asked to name a game they want Ghostlight to bring to Europe, and the company stated will try its best to bring over whatever game gets the most votes. So this is your chance to have a cool little publisher like Atlas, you know, kind of listening to your fan responses. But it's Ghostlight. I don't know anything That's about so Ghostlight. That's so cute. Do you like Ghostlight, Quinn? Are they a good publisher for you? Uh, I... I personally, I don't think I've got any of their games, but I know for a fact that they were the people who brought us the uh, aberration that is Agarest. Well, yeah. So they're more like Axis, then. That's too bad. Yeah, like they're our, yeah, they're, I think they're our version of Axis. But at least they're doing Persona 3 um, Portable. I, That's a good thing. Yes. Yes, it is. I don't, I don't really know what they brought over. I do know that um, I already have... Persona 3 portable on my PSP thanks to USB inset in the account. Yes, but if you bought it in from Ghostlight in the physical version, you get you can get the collector's edition, which has a slipcase, an inlay, a 48-page art book, six art cards, and a poster. So, Apparently, uh, Ghostlight were also <laughs> people that brought um, the two digital Devil Saga games. Oh, and a t-shirt! And you get a t-shirt, too! If you pre-order it. I want it. a t-shirt. There you go. Actually, I just want plushies. <laughs> okay. I see. I see. That's what she wants. That ends the European block. Hooray! <laughs> okay. So now we can now we just stop, stop talking about territories. That yeah, screw Europe now. We don't care about Europe. <laughs> right. Natsume! They had a big announcement this week. New Harvest Moon game coming out to the US. It's the the previous DS only title, Harvest Moon The Tale of Two Towns, came out on the DS in Japan. It'll be coming out on the 3DS here in the US. Why they're spending money and time converting a DS game to 3DS for the US is beyond me, but. That's a lot of US's. This is Harvest Moon Twin Villages in Japan, so if you've been following along. It'll be The Tale of Two Towns, I guess because Twin Villages is too close to Twin Peaks here? I don't know seems silly to me to change that name but that's what they're gonna do no word on a date probably be more info at e3 who's a harvest moon fan i'm sorry but a harvest moon a harvest moon fan is temporarily unavailable yeah (laughs) that's just anna okay (laughs) and don't forget sam as well yeah nixie likes it sam so our only Harvest Moon fans are the one who wrote the story and the one who actually works for Natsume doing press releases. That's great. <laughs> Pretty much. That's great. Just yeah. wonderful. <laughs> oh. uh, I, I played some of the Rune Factory games, but I'm not a particularly large fan of it. Can't, I think so I'll get Rune Factory Oceans if it ever comes out in English. Ah. I, so, I think I played one of the SNES era Harvest Moon games. I think. Maybe. Maybe. I think it was a Harvest Moon game. Mm. Maybe. That was a long time ago, though. Okay. Well, uh, let's see. Adventures to Go announced for Europe. Let's see. I already got that. Where's next? Ah, here we go. I've been waiting for this one. This week, 
April 12, 2011, finally the release of Might and Magic Clash of Heroes HD. Dun, dun, dun. This would be sweet. <laughs> this is the uh, remake, of the HD remake of the game that came out on the DS in 2009. Everybody loved it. I didn't get around to playing it. And then I heard about this version, and I've been waiting, and I've been waiting, and i waiting. This week, I get to finally play it as it comes out on PSN and Xbox Live Arcade. Any of you guys picking this up as well, or no? Nope. Uh, not at the moment. Nope. Great. Well, I'm going to like it, you jerks. <laughs> I'm going to be excited for everybody. Well, it may also help the- that it comes out in Europe as well. But it, Roy just told us it doesn't matter. He can do the U.S. account thing. Oh, I already have two PSN accounts. I'm not getting a third one. You need one, though. <laughs> you better get a third one, Quinn. You, you know load, it'll be better. You get a it, load of crap earlier. Do it! I don't need a third one. Yeah, you do. You just don't know. Sure it. you do. You need a third one, and then you can play Disgaea 4 three times with saves on each account. So Disgaea 4 is finally coming out this fall in the U.S., in September, and sometime just in the fall in Europe. <laughs> Great. Another Disgaea game. Who's still playing these? Yo. No, I haven't. I, I stopped partway through two. That was a yo, not a no. Oh, yo. Oh, you are. All right, yes. so you should be excited. Hooray! I, I would like to be excited, but I don't particularly want to get too excited for a game. I know that it's not going to come out until, you know, like, November or something. Okay. <laughs> I suppose. But you should still Why be excited. Yeah, there, there are other things that are more worthy of my excitement for the most part because they come out sooner. I'm still yeah. excited for that unnamed Kirby game for the Wii. Yeah, but it's Kirby and you. It's a bit like Super <laughs> Robot Wars and me. Yes. Okay, well, you can if you're really excited, unlike Quinn, you can participate in NIS America's contest that's in relation to this game called Come Up With a Disnama Contest. So you're going to come up with items, usable skills, and NPC names for Disgaea 4. You're going to go to the official contest site to enter at disgaea.us. Somewhere on that page will be the, the contest link. Or you find our story about Disgaea 4, and we have a link to the contest there. Check it out. Get your names in the game. Get excited. Nice. It's it's Hooray! it's a good thing. To, it's a good thing to know that NIS America are repeating the the contest that Nipponichi originally did when the game came out in Japan. Oh, it's the so same it's contest. Been, oh, that's cool. Yeah, the the um when just before the game's Japanese release, they held a similar contest, which was to name I think it was like six special attacks, or something, six or eight special attacks, and the winners would have their ones put into the game and win. I can't remember what the prizes were actually. But uh, it seems as though NIS America has actually extended the concept, uh, contest to include not just attack names, but also NPCs and items and stuff. So, and I think yeah, you get your going, special... Going into that. You, know, you probably the, get, like, a special thanks thing in the credits, too. So Yeah. So check. That'd be fun. Well, I just saw something that uh, just a few minutes before we started the cast that apparently uh, the uh, people behind Bioshock are doing the same thing with Bioshock Infinite. Okay. Why not? Uh, Okay, then. That seems like a game that you wouldn't need to do that in, but okay. <laughs> I'm not going to complain. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, and if you did complain, Quinn, you know what I'd do? I'd give you a 3DS, tell you to shut up, and go put you in the corner. Because uh, apparently that's what you're supposed to do with a 3DS. According to... This is great. 
Jack Tretton from Sony uh, said, <clears throat> Our view of the Game Boy experience is that it's a great babysitting tool, something young kids do on airplanes, but no self-respecting 20-something is going to be sitting on an airplane with one of those. He's too old for that. Yeah, this 23-year-old gamer who's busy playing Super Robot Wars L on his DS will kindly tell you to bugger Well, you don't off. have a 3DS. The, you have a DS. And? Well, he's talking about the same, 3DS. Same family of consoles. Of course, um... I have yes. a DS Lite. In the moment Nintendo... I can tell you the moment Nintendo comes out with something good for it, those of us that don't have one will. <laughs> I mean, what self-respecting 20-something would own a 3DS? I mean, honestly. Nice ceiling fan. Who would, Such as who would do that? Also, it's, just it's not like I have mine stay, on camera. Stay, stay classy, Sony. Stay <laughs> yeah. classy. Hey, it's fun to see the companies fight with each other. It's been a while since we've had good, some good companies fights. I like that. Let's get the trash talk back. It makes things more interesting, at least. Well, I mean, it worked. It worked for Sega, as noted in our yeah. thread on the subject. But um, did it really? <laughs> Look at where they no, are. No, it, it worked. It worked in the sh it worked in the short term during the uh, Genesis era, and then just by a massive stroke of irony, they're hardware business then went completely south ah well right. <laughs> i'm sure it, it, it was the actual natural forces of irony that destroyed sega <laughs> nothing else no market pressure clearly, clearly. <laughs> sheer force of irony alanis morissette came and destroyed sega <laughs> nice with that song <laughs> i like alanis morissette <laughs> oh I need to, I, you know what I'd like to do? People always used to complain that none of the stuff in that Isn't It Ironic song was actually irony, but I, I really think some of it was. So I'd like to have someone do a dissection and figure out how many of those things are actually ironic and how many are just coincidental or unfortunate. That's what I want to There's see. rain on your wedding day, which I would I, actually like to happen because I like rain. Oh, really? Yeah. I think that's irony, isn't it? I guess I don't understand irony. Well, there, not... well, one of them is the the guy who was afraid of flying, and then his first flight, the plane crashed. Yeah, that's not irony. That he was that's right. Coincidental. Well, he that was just him being right. He was right to be afraid. <laughs> well, he was saying as the flash crashed down, isn't this ironic? Uh, no. <laughs> that's what the song says. Well, I know, but 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 the guy next to him leans over and says, "No, actually, it's not ironic." <laughs> That's, that that was the last conversation he got to have. Anyways, oh, trying to find a a, a knife with um, a bunch of spoons. Ten thousand spoons and all you need is a knife. Yeah, that's probably not irony. Hmm. I don't know what that is. That's just weird. Why do you have ten thousand spoons? Uh, that that reminds me of the shape of the PSP nubs on the NGP, how they're concave a little bit, because those are like a spoon. And we don't need to worry too much about the fact the N NGP launch will be delayed, because apparently Sony has officially announced that, contrary to previous um, statements by, uh, I think, Jack Trenton again... <laughs> Oh, the irony. Wow, what a nice transition that was. So far, we see no impact from the quake <laughs> on our launch plan says the official Sony's per spokesperson, Satoshi Fu Fukuoka. So, so that means if they were just planning to release, if they only released it at one region at a time, that means they were just planning to do it from the get-go then. <laughs> well, I and suppose. they lied to everyone. <laughs> or they've just been able to recover and they'll have enough parts in time for the launch. I mean, seriously. You just cancel someone else's order, then your stuff can get through. Who knows? 
whatever. <clears throat> so they're saying it won't be it won't delay the launch. So if you've been excited for that launch that has no date yet, it's not going to be delayed. <laughs> <laughs> it's a late 2011 my, release, I, I, but we don't know when. Yeah, I'm going to get one. I can't wait. I, want, I just want to know how much of my money Sony is going to take. That's really all I want. I want to know if I can jailbreak it. Hmm. Oh, well. I want to know if it has TV out and you can hook up a DualShock 2 like you can to the PSP Go. That would be nice. Oh, well. I need to get a PSP, two, uh, PSP Go. I really do. I want to get play. a PSP I have one. I want to, I want I to play one. games it's, on my TV really with a real nice. controller. I want to play Dissidia. Really you want to play Dissidia? Oh, yeah. Dissidia. Good game. Yeah. Gets oh, old yeah. for me, Titus. but some people really like it. Titus. 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 It's Titus. It's, it's actually Titus. Oh, yeah, even, I think even though... The, in the, I refuse to call him that. Even in Dissidia, they refer to him as Titus. Even Yuna so refers wrong. to him as Titus, but I still call him Titus. It's Titus. This is my favorite story of the week. So GameStop announced they're buying Impulse, which is a competitor to Steam. It's probably the biggest competitor to Steam. It's the one I always hear people talking about when, when talking about Steam competitors. So GameStop's buying them because they want to get into digital purchases because that's the way the world's going. So they may as well get on the train now. The problem is GameStop is still GameStop and everybody hates them. So... In response to this, one of the apparently they gave everybody a very quick window to decide: Are you going to continue to have your games on uh, Impulse when we own it, or are you going to take them off? You need to decide really quickly. Well, a, a developer called oh, what's the name of the developer? Uh, this article is so long; it's hard to find the actual useful info in it. I know the name of the game. Well, the game the game's name is Star Ruler. Oh, Blind Mind Studios is the name of the developer. They decided to pull their game, Star Ruler, off of Impulse as soon as uh, GameStop ends up owning them. And they said, and this is my favorite thing, due to a rather large list of things we detest about GameStop, Star Ruler will no longer be available for purchase on Impulse after the takeover. We are ending sales through Impulse due to GameStop's long, negative behavior towards the PC platform and independent games. We would never have signed on to distribution through GameStop, and being forced into this situation has only made it worse for us. We feel GameStop cannot serve as the leader of a true competitor in the digital distribution market. Oh, burn. Bite. Biting. Ouch. Yeah, that is burn. You just got schooled. People criticize them for, you know, not doing a wait and see approach, but then they clarified and said, well, we couldn't do a wait and see approach. It was we had to decide right now and we could only base it off of how GameStop has acted in the past. And that's thus they decided to pull the game. Maybe GameStop will turn it around and everyone will love them. But uh, that's not the case today. So that's uh, that's my favorite story of the week. Poor GameStop. I, I don't like them buying impulse and it makes me sad, but because uh, I think StarDoc should keep going with that. But. Yeah, oh, well. well, if you're if you if, if you're like me, you have a Steam for every PC game in creation, and you only use Impulse for the Stardock exclusive games that are only on there. I also use mine to get my Dragon Age Two and Dragon Age. But the thing is, the wonderful thing about the EA games on Impulse 
is you can get the registration code and then just put them into EA's own digital downloader and you never have to touch impulse. So you can like buy uh, the, the game. Question remain, the question you have to ask there is why the hell would you want to use EA downloader? Uh, I don't know. I figure it's better than impulse because impulse <laughs> doesn't really get updated. Not really. <laughs> and um, I don't know. It gets updated quite a bit. Yeah, but it looks the well, same. It have a, they haven't actually updated the look of it or the interface. Seems to have it. an update. I don't know. The it updates seems don't to seem be to be updated every time I turn it on every three years. Every three years. Well, yeah, there you go. That's a, that's a great way to decide. <laughs> <laughs> but right now, the copyright on the thing is still 2010, so whatever. Oh, there's an update. Sweet. <laughs> It's updating. Good to know. Why didn't it just do that in the background? I have to. Every time I open, it's like a Sony product. Every time I open it is when it updates, as opposed to Steam, which just updates in the background. Says I just updated. I'm like, okay, cool, thanks. Whatever. Hopefully, GameStop will fix that. Just use Steam. They're better for everything. Pretty much. Um, Anna likes GamersGate. They're another competitor. And the nice thing about GamersGate is there's no client, no crapware on your PC. Nothing sitting there in the corner of your menu. Um, you just that is download true, the game. though their their downloads take forever, though. Yeah, and unlike Steam, you can't. They, they don't give you that nice community feel where you see all your Steam friends and what they're playing, and then you can buy it too and join them in the game and all that stuff. I like well, that. The best about thing Steam. I like about Steam is Steam's um, auto patch. Yeah, well, the, all these are supposed to do that. I guess Gamersgate wouldn't. Would it? That's too bad. Gamersgate doesn't do it. Uh, Impulse doesn't do it either. You have to look at a list of the games you have through them and see if there's a patch available. It will do them all at once, though. Like, there's an updates page, and you can say get them all. But yeah, yeah, but you have to look to see if there's one. It doesn't like Steam, where it just installs it automatically. Right. It'll do a pop up. Steam is the Steam is the ultimate inconvenience. This it is. This it is. No one's going to take them out soon, so be interesting if somebody pulls them off. Well, not ever. Never, never say never. Someone might take them out. They are, they are the Walmart of digital distribution for games. Yeah, but something will happen, and half the Steam folks will leave, and then they'll merge with someone else, and they'll do something awesome, and then they'll, their product will actually compete. You know, stuff happens. You can never say never in this industry. Any tech industry, really. Just like you never thought you were going to get a game where Animal Crossing and Monster Hunter people hung out together. But not only did you get one, you're getting a second one. <laughs> that is crazy. Yeah. Uh, sequel to Monhan Niki Poka Poka Arumura. <laughs> the PSP game that uses the Monster Hunter world for an Animal Crossing-like experience. So I guess it isn't actually Animal Crossing. It's just like Animal Crossing. I'm sorry. I confused that. It was such a good transition, but I was I was wrong. Uh, Monster Hunter World, it's a Monster Hunter version of Animal Crossing, essentially, which is good since it's on the PSP, and that would be weird to have Animal Crossing characters on the PSP. So, I see a cat riding a flying pig. That should give you the <laughs> idea of what's going on in this game. <laughs> and uh, so, there'll be another one. Uh, it's more of an expansion pack, apparently. So, But you can bring your... Oh, sweet. You can bring your save data data over and then get a lot of new stuff so whatever it's out this summer in japan if you're crazy and want to import it like quinn you're gonna get that right and understand japanese yeah this is for quinn you getting it john no, no? you totally busy should. import busy import busy importing other things like 
Super like, Robot Wars Z2. Ah, fine. You know? Yeah. Your April Fool's story. Yeah, that was... That, that did get a little bit of attention. Yeah. <laughs> Why would anybody believe that? Who would fall for that? I mean... I, I have no... I, I, people evidently did. The Ignition story, I understand, because we wrote it, and it's... You don't... It just looks sounded like a normal announcement, and that was just kind of mean. But the 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 super robot one, I mean, you should know those games don't come here <laughs> unless they have unless they have no licensing issues. Exactly, they occasionally do. I <laughs> wish April someone 1st. believed the log story though. Someone was like, "Really, a oh, log RPG?" From oh, 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 um, I thought Scott's uh, Twilight one was pretty funny. That was oh, pretty that good. That was hilarious. Yeah, that's uh, that would be great. Uh, I like how it's not just a RPG. It's it's actually um. It's it's a novel with RPG play interacted within the within the novel. <laughs> he rolled a D twenty. Like, what? What? I should have had I should have had like log in my story roll a D twenty or something. Just No, nah, you didn't need to. I think what you did was right. You did well. Thanks. Yeah, the the the, the, the luminous arc three one the, the, that one was just mean because uh, yeah, that was I, just I actually had cruel. to ask. Yeah, I had to ask Cassandra if that one was real or not, <laughs> because I really want Luminous Arc three because I like the first two. Are you like the only one? I must be. I I don't think those are popular, like at all, are they? No, not really. That's why they're not bringing over the third. Oh, that's too bad. Well, you know what they might be bringing over from Capcom. We'll have to see this new mystery game that they've got a teaser site up for and that has um, just DD in the title bar and you see a big logo of a dragon and it's got a big red heart on it. You guys seen this thing? No. Nope. Yeah, and people are thinking that it might be the new Breath of Fire game. A new Breath of Fire game because Capcom re- recently trademarked Dragon's Dogma. So that could be a new Breath of Fire that game. That you. As long as it's not Dragon Quarter, I don't care. Well, you know, that, that's interesting. I had a big, long Twitter discussion with people yesterday who all really liked Dragon's Quarter and thought it was one of the best games ever. I didn't like it. Didn't like it at all, huh? Nah, not really. Didn't it's grab like, me. Can you actually get the best ending in that game with a single playthrough? No. No? Are you sure? As far as I know, no. Oh. No, you can't. Hmm. Need two, possibly three minimum. Okay. I think. As I said, in a while. Well, that's uh, that's all we know. You can go to the teaser site now. In 83 hours, capcom.co.jp slash DD, capital DD, and then a trailing slash. And you can see um, uh, you can see for yourself whether or not there's uh, what you think it is. And in a few days, we'll know. And it'll probably be a new drip breath. Breath of Fire game because one of the people who worked for Capcom was like, I feel sad that everybody figured it out based on looking at the trademark. So <laughs> it's probably a good sign that well, we've already you know, figured if, it out. Uh, <laughs> um, you know, if, if, if you're insistent on um, creating uh, countdown websites, then that's probably going to happen. Sorry. But. Yeah. It's not a good strategy. It's, unless you're really, really careful about it like Blizzard. <laughs> well because with blizzard it's to the point where just because they trademark something 
they've had a trademark for like 80 years so you don't know that they're actually going to release that thing ever so that yeah. kind of works there <laughs> that's kind of how they play it yeah Oh. Yeah, Blizzard would be the one that would create, creates that countdown website for 10 years on the timeline. <laughs> <laughs> they should just do that. <laughs> 10 years That would now. be rather funny. <laughs> that should be their next <laughs> April Fool's is a 10-year countdown site. <laughs> Someone great. should get on that. Yeah, totally get on that. Uh, uh, you know what else Sony's getting on? Is releasing a PlayStation certified tablet. So unlike my this, little Apple tablet, this will be a tablet device that you can play PS1 games on for sure, because that's what their PS, their PlayStation certified thing lets you do at the very least PS1 games, and then other games that are kind of going to be similar to minis at the very least that you can play on there, and it's going to be from Sony, and I assume it will run Android like all the other PlayStation certified things, and that's all we know. It'll be out before the end of the year. They're going to have their own platform tablet is this a gaming thing is this a just an android Computer tablet thing? thing what do we do with this thing anyone care no, uh, i'm slightly curious the... i mean if you're gonna get a tablet right now you're gonna pick up one of the and you're a gamer you're gonna pick up an ipod an ipad which has all the the ios games or are you gonna pick up a, a sony branded one that's gonna have potentially a bunch of sony related stuff on it can you play the or anything on it that's really no, PS1 games. Okay, then no, I'm not interested. Well, chances are the only PS1 games that will be available for it are going to be on the PSN. So if you're a Sony fan, you probably either already own a PSP or PlayStation 3, so you don't really need that for that. So really, portable yep. gaming, just Sony doesn't have it. Oh, portable gaming, not portable gaming, but um, that was a weird slip. Casual portable gaming, Sony's just not there yet. And if you want serious gaming, you buy Sony's other product or Nintendo's product, really. Is that where we're going with you still do right now? We don't care about tablets? Yeah, it seems to be it. Well, Unless you want to like play it, PSN games on the go. Because GameStop seems to think we also care about tablets. And they are looking to do their own tablet. It, it There's so many like. tablets. Yeah, so... Damn you, Apple, for starting this trend. <laughs> <laughs> the tablet trend. GameStop will begin selling tablets and push downloadable or streaming games through both Impulse and Spawn Labs. What's Spawn Labs? I don't know Spawn Labs. It's a game streaming service. Oh, it's like OnLive. Oh. Spawn Labs. I'm going to check this out. So, what about, what if you could do the GameStop style where you're streaming a full game onto your tablet? Uh, it depends what the game is. What's available for it? Well, this would probably be like PC games and stuff. Well, um, the the success of these ideas would be largely dependent on what games they offer for it. Yeah, you're right. No, if if, yeah. Sony, if if Sony could if Sony could do for their tablet like manage to stream like PS2 graphics or PS2 games through, yeah, that would be successful. Well, streaming, you could do PS3 graphics if you wanted. Or or even just putting PS2 games on the PSN, which should theoretically be possible. Yeah. Yeah. That would that if would they make put it PS... take off like yeah. no tomorrow. If they put PS2 games on it, then it would be more. I'd be more inter more curious about. Are you it. interested in playing PS2 games with touch controls? No, I that just want to see how it would work. Yeah, I just want to know how it would work playing. I mean, Final Fantasy X would I'll probably do... work fine for everything except when you're running around. Because that's going to be frustrating. Which is but... most of the game. No. <laughs> 
I mean, the battles would work fine, well, but that's about it. <laughs> so this, so this seems to be a suggestion: is that for Sony, when you come out with the NJP, put PS2 games on the PSN. <laughs> but we're talking about tablets right have now, two people. Analog sticks, so it'll work. <laughs> we're, we're talking about tablets. <laughs> Gosh darn it! <laughs> Unless they had like a button that said "run" or something, you can just push it. They might offer a wireless controller to play games with on this GameStop tablet. So you'll prop it up, get a little case or something that props it up, and then play with a controller on the go. And you could stream This just seems kind of pointless, though. You could just take a powerful enough laptop with you. Ah, but this is... Uh, but then you need a game that... Or you could just take a PSP with you if you want to travel with games. Well, what if you want to travel light? All you have to do is drop your controller and this little tablet in your bag. You don't need a big laptop, and um, it's it, you get more substantive games than you do on your on your PSP, and you have, uh, but you don't have the bulk of carrying around what, a big what laptop. What do you think that battery life would be on you this You plug type it in while you're playing. You're propping it up on the table what anyway. If, what if you're on a plane or something? You can't like plug or it on in. On a bus. Well, you're on a, if you're yeah. on a plane or and you're on, on a, a tablet, train that is or something. Okay, well, first of all, there is no okay, plug. okay, so for streaming, you need wireless. So you're in a situation where you have wireless. Where do you have wireless? You can kind of get it on a plane, but probably not good enough quality for streaming. So, but neither would your hotel. Know, the, the, so this isn't good for travel then if it's streaming because you don't have good wireless while you're out and about. Hmm. Yeah, and you don't uh, have wireless un unless they did, uh, Unless they did unless it through, like, mandatory, through, like, a cell phone carrier or something. Yeah, uh, unless they had, like, cell phone wireless, yeah, but, and that's no, the only but way you can't stream travel. HD. You can't stream full-quality video over cell phone easily. It looks like right. crap. I mean, it looks mobile. It's It'd be fine for when you're watching, like, the news or something. That, that video works great, or watching This Week in Tech. But it doesn't work for, like, a game, because it'd be all pixelated, and you can't read all the, the tiny text and stuff. Is what I mean. So it seems like this idea is just doomed to failure. Then. Yeah, I think uh, we've already. As of I think the current technology. I think we should be analysts. So we're taking care of things. We're saving you money. We're saving you. You don't need any of these tablets because they're not going to work for gaming. Just get your PSP two. All right. <laughs> Boom. If, if you really play with Titus. <laughs> if you really what? Just throw it out to our. <laughs> we just throw it out with our audience right there. That if you really want a tablet, go out and buy the granddaddy that is the iPad. Yes, but okay, yeah, and then you're playing the smaller casual games. So yeah, if you're if you're happy with that, then go for that. But or, it's, or it's, sword and sorcery. Based that's on everything too. we just said, though, um, casual games are the only ones that'll work. Well, you know, and that's interesting because the games are getting better on these tablets. So maybe I guess if we ignore streaming, we can start doing really nice games. But then the battery lives are going to be smaller. So oh, now we're back around where we started. We need big, <laughs> bulky battery pack add-ons. Yeah. Battery pack add-ons. That'll work. Carry a transformer on your back. That's right. Okay. How about we say screw all this and just buy Mass Effect 3 instead? I'll just get an iPad. You'll just get an iPad? Yeah. All right. Well, will anyone buy Mass Effect 3 with me? Because I'm going to get it, and I'm going to be happy with it. Oh, yeah, I, I will definitely get my spec three. I'm the Bioware nerd of the site. <laughs> and I will tell you why I will be happy with it. Check this out. In Mass Effect 3, characters will have more complex skill trees. The system of evolving powers will be expanded, and classes will not be as limited in weapon selection as before. 
and uh, weapons can now be modified and customized with parts like scopes and barrels, and these modifications will also affect the appearance of the weapon. In addition, Liara, Garrus, Ashley, and Kaiden are all playable, assuming um, conditions in previous games have been met to make sure they remain playable. And uh, unfortunately, and here's a small spoiler if you don't want to hear this, tune out for the next 30 seconds or so, Rex, Morden, Legion, and Anderson will appear in the game, but will not be playable. Um, Fail. And, of course, uh, the Cerberus organization comes back in a more villainy-type role, as you could expect. Oh, snap! Yeah. Um, and I won't say the last paragraph, because it kind of spoils the Arrival DLC. So go play the Arrival DLC. It ties right into the beginning of Mass Effect 3. But uh, there'll be multiple endings, and that's a lot of details. So, I'm happy about that. I'm I'm happy with the people that are confirmed Arrival to come back. takes place right at the end of Mass Effect 2, doesn't it? Yes. Yeah. I'm really well, sad about Morden. it can actually take place during any part of Mass Effect 2. You don't actually have to do the final mission in Mass Effect 2 in order to do the Arrival. You can do it any time. Um, but it changes ever so slightly, depending on whether you've done the final mission or not. So. Okay. Make it that way you will. Gotta get that. So I hear it would. The arrival is basically a seven dollar cutscene. It's a seven dollar. It's a seven dollar cutscene with some with some shooting. Yeah. Involved. Which is unfortunate. Pew pew. Yes, a bit of pew pew, and it as I mentioned on the cast last week, it's solo pew pew. You do not get your party, which kind of sucks. Yeah, I just wait for the game of the year thing and get all the DLC bundles. And then you can go I pew mean, pew pew. I'll get a lot I mean, of fun stuff well, then. I, well, I think I am still looking forward to um, Mass Effect 3. Some of the stuff that they've released as some of the information just makes me go, ugh. I mean, lack of, lack of playable mod and a lack of playable Legion isn't great. And the, the, the fact that the paragraph just kind of goes, yeah, we've got this big epic startup for the start of Mass Effect 3. Now go and do exactly the same thing you've been doing for the last couple of games. Just, ugh. Here's my question. Why is there no Game of the Year edition yet for Mass Effect 2? They're because running out of time for silly. the product cycle. Well, because yeah, the but there's so much DLC. Oh. They, you'd make, think it, they should bundle it, it all together. It just came out. Well, yeah, I know. The arrival just came out. But there, there needs to be a Game of the Year thing, and then we need enough time for the price to drop to, like, half price before the new game comes out, and then I can get it all cheaply. This is all about me. I just want, I want to get all the DLC cheaply. Do you not have it already? I have none of the DLC for Mass Effect 2 right now. Other than what I got with Cerberus Network. Which wasn't that much. Uh, I'm, the, I'm the type of Bioware nerd that purchases as it comes out. I mean, I'd love to go buy it, uh, I mean, but I need a sale. I'm not buying, paying full price for, like, some of that DLC. I don't know. Doesn't seem well, you don't want to pay $4 for the weapon pack? Yeah, Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, four dollars <laughs> for a weapon pack is kind of like. Was it? There, there's, there's what? There, there was one in there I didn't buy. It was like, uh, uh, it was. There's one I didn't get this one. one. It, it was just costumes. Five dollars right? for alternate appearances. Yeah, it was like five dollars for different costumes. Yeah. For, no. I, well, not only that, it's five dollars for different Party costumes members. for like only three characters. That's crazy. That's crazy brain, it makes my brain hurt sometimes. You know what else makes my brain hurt? How many ports of yeah. Lunar Silver Star Story there are. 
I still haven't played one of them yet. Oh, you should play one of them. Play the PSP one or um, the, the PSX PSP one. one. It's really good. Yeah, e either one. PSX, PSP, whichever you like. Play one of them. They're good. Um, the, PS the PSP version's prettier. I don't... Yeah, but I, I actually kind of like the flat 2D sprites, so... I, I kind of miss that. Whatever. whatever suit your preference. Yeah, whatever you like better, Quinn. Get that. And uh, whatever peels your banana. Get one of them though. Or if you keep waiting and you end up getting an iPhone or iPad or something, you're gonna have a chance to play it on that because Somoga, the company who ported Vey, which wasn't a very good game from what I've played of it on my phone, a Sega CD game, first released in '94. They have a new part project. Um, I, apparently, Vey was a good game back in the day. I didn't realize this. Because it doesn't seem to have aged well. But, oh well, that's all uh, beside the point. iOS port of the first Lunar game, Lunar Silver Star Touch will be its name. And uh, it's we don't know what version they're basing it on. They say it will be a ground-up remake that incorporates touch controls from the beginning. So it will not feel like touch is tacked on, but that is yet to be seen. So it won't just be a, it won't just be a PSX ROM and, a, and an emulator. So... But, that's uh, all we know. Given the, given the fact that the PSP version is the prettiest, it's more it's more than likely going to be the same thing what they did for the first Final Fantasy of just taking the PSP remake of Final Fantasy one and tacking touch controls on well, it and calling but it a day. Square Enix <laughs> did that, and this is not. Um, I mean, Game Arts, Game Works. What the hell's the name of the company that does Lunar? Game Arts. Game Arts is not doing this port, so they may not. Be able to negotiate that as easily. I mean, because that PSP yeah, game is still it, sellable; it, it's on the but PSN. It, but it, it, it's going to be. It, it's a traditional JRPG. How how much are they honestly going to integrate touch controls into it? Yeah, I don't it's know. as traditional as it gets. It's just going to be the same as the Final Fantasy One. It's this just a base PS old JRPG with touch controls tacked onto it because. Apple's thing doesn't have traditional buttons. All right, fair enough, fair enough. <sighs> there's a 99% chance that that's what it's going to be. That is. And you know what? There's a 99% chance that we're done with news. Hooray! Are we? Yep, we are, because we already covered dun, the next dun, story. Dun. If you remember. <laughs> it's been so long, I can understand that you forgot. <laughs> so, let's take a look at the reviews we have on the site this week. Da -da -da. There are a few of there are. Oh, look at the buttons. Yeah, I don't trust the buttons. What? They're all up to date. No Noodle makes the buttons. Noodle makes the buttons. Actually, I actually only see one. There's three review buttons on the side. No. Yeah, but we already covered those two. Only Trinity. Yeah. Trinity's new. Trinity is the only one. Yeah, Trinity. Only new one. Souls of Zillol. We took a while a to guy. review this. And you can probably guess why. It's a piece of crap. Got a 2 out of 5 from MaxStorm. Decent hack and slash combat system. Beautiful soundtrack. Shows potential, but it's padded by dull, repetitive missions. Visuals are marred by a lack of their use. And they're padded by more dull, repetitive missions. <laughs> so, a lot of dull and repetitive missions, apparently. And it makes it not feel good. A lot of busty women, apparently. This is what happens when the people who make Dynasty Warriors make an action RPG. It's dull and repetitive. No offense to Dynasty Warriors fans. It probably works a lot better in an action system than an action RPG system. 
so whatever. Still waiting for Dynasty Warriors Gundam Three. I you know I played the I played the demo for the first one and it just felt blah. The first like, one was a bit blah. Okay, <laughs> is the second one better? Second one's better. Second one is better, but shakier voice acting. Oh, that's too bad. Third one kind of looks extremely pretty. It just felt so like slash, 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 slash. Oh, this time I died. Slash, 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 slash. Oh, this time I lived. That's what I, that's what I remember from the Gundam demo. I don't know if the game's any better. I guess you can level up probably, right? Yeah. Yeah, that would probably help. Okay, well, anyway, as far as Trinity, don't play it, according to our review. But give our review a read if you're really thinking about it, and or if you're just a big Dynasty Warriors fan and you really want to see. Are you sure? You might not get some enjoyment out wanna, of it. if you want to see the hot guy. Yes, or you could see the hot guy. <laughs> yes, there you go. You can see the hot guy. And we're going to take a break to listen to some hot tunes, is what we're going to do. So, I give you G-Dog Tuck's Soothed Soul.
All right. Thank you, G-Dog Tuck, for Soothe Soul. That was pretty good. I really liked that one. He does some good stuff. And that was one of the best. So thank you, G-Dog Tuck. Keep sending those in. I love those. If you have music you'd like to have played on the show, send it in to us. Email us at podcast at rpgamer.com, and we will play it on the show. And it'll be good. And everyone will like it. So um, it is time for our picks of the week. So first off... <laughs> I don't know how we're going to do this, but uh, Quinn, do you have a, anything that you pick for this week? Um, well, actually, I completely forgot that I um, finished the um, the secret scenario in Dissidia Duodecim. Duodecim. I, I can't pronounce it like you. That's okay. Yay, Titus. It, it took a lot of, it took a lot of, um, quite a bit of effort, and I now have the final character unlocked. So, oh yeah. my gosh, that reminds me, I missed a story this week. Did you? I missed a story. What you Because I was practicing and getting ready. Oh, so I'll show you. I was... Oh, because it's not a story. It's a video. I learned... You know what I learned on our site? Because Sting showed off Something the first who? trailer of a new game that they're making in their Department Heaven series. Talk about Gungnir? Gungnir. It's Gungnir. It's Gungnir. That's right. Gungnir. So you have to say it like that. Gungnir. You have to. You need the N at first, and then the Gungnir at the end. Gungnir. So Gungnir is going to be coming out from Sting, and it's on the PSP, and it's going to be awesome. And May 13th, 2011. Sorry, I just needed to get that in because you remind me because of Duodeshim. So anyway, <laughs> that's our new Duodeshim is Gungnir. So anyway, go ahead, Quinn. What did you play with uh, with Duodeshim? Um. Wait, sorry, where were we? I don't know. But I forgot. You were talking about your your title. Oh, they cleared the little um the little secret scenario you get under unlock sort of right at the end. I beat that. Um does do a try and do a fair job of explaining the game's rather convoluted plot. I know a lot of people hate it. But it's not bad, it's just poorly explained and poorly thought out. For both games, or the, just the second one? Well, because well, Duodecim includes um, the, the original game as storyline oh. Wait, as well. so you have to play through the original game as well before you unlock this? Uh, no, actually. I think oh. if you carry your save data over from the original one, um, okay. you can get to uh, what scenario 000 without clearing the original, because I haven't. Okay. Um, I actually, I've only done one part of that one. Well, that's because I wasn't sure I'd unlocked the little thing that allows me allowed me to unlock Gilgamesh as a character. Got it. Because Gilgamesh is awesome. Who is he? Oh yeah, yeah, Quinn. Yeah, Gil, Gil, Gilgamesh is. Like a, I was going to say Gilgamesh is the multi-armed. Uh, he he appears first as one of X Death's minions in Final Fantasy V. He's a multi-armed swordsman who makes multiple appearances in other Final Fantasy games. He's the mayor of Norg in Final Fantasy XI. Ah, <laughs> uh, Norg. It's a very different Gilgamesh in that game. Yeah, it's a very different Gilgamesh, but it's a nice reference nonetheless. Big the one, Bridge. The, Gil the Gilgamesh that appears in Nine apparently is the same one, though. And also the one in Eight as well. The same one. Like, they're all the same universe or something. Well, that's kind of the thing. Is um, Gilgamesh in five spoilers, by the way, falls into a uh, interdimensional void. So it's implied that the one that appears in eight and nine is the same guy, and the one that appears in Dissidia is also the same one. It can't be the. 
<laughs> in eight and nine? So how does he get from eight to nine then? Nah, dimensional rifts. Oh yeah. He just falls Toast into them. Hey, if Super Robot Wars can get away with it, then so can Final Fantasy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So that's it for Dashum. I'll be sad to see that game go. That's probably the t- last we'll talk about it for a while. Unless, unless Anna gets it or something. Or Noodle. Oh, yeah, Noodle. she's eventually going to get it if she ever gets a PSP. <laughs> no, it still lets me borrow his PSP one of these days. So speaking of Noodle, do you, Sarah, do you play anything other than Final Fantasy XI? I have some PS2 games, but I haven't played them in, like, forever. So, no, basically. <laughs> well, I'm not... You gotta move on. You got... Even if I'm... you don't quit 11, play something else. Kirby. Kirby. <laughs> on the Wii? Yeah. You played Epic Yarn? Uh-huh. Okay, well, that's something. That that came out last year, just so you know. I don't know. I'm, okay. I'm... 52% complete. You're not even done? <laughs> I'm not even done. Stop yeah. logging into 11 and finish that. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Did I you know, do anything I mean, that's genuinely interesting in 11 this week or no? Well. Keep in mind I said uh, genuinely interesting. Well, I'm playing my Alex cat a lot more. That's a cat on the server, Alexander. And... Uh, I got level 30 and got Seer's gear. So, so far I'm seeing nothing and really interesting here. <laughs> I, started, I started redoing Chains of Promathia on that server, which was really interesting to see cutscenes that I haven't here. seen. I haven't, <laughs> seen, I haven't seen those beginning cutscenes for years and years. So. Okay. That's what I did. Okay, that's what you did. Roy, did you do anything interesting? Uh, I played God's Eater first. Is that any good? It, um, as far as Monster Hunter clones go, I won't say it's better than Monster Hunter, but it is definitely one of the better Monster Hunter clones. Are we getting that in the U.S. ever? It's already out. Oh, it's already out. I, yeah, I, mean, I have it on seriously, my US. Oh, it just came out March 15th. Right. Yeah, we have I think that's even come out in Europe, you know. <laughs> Fine. So it's out. I take it back. Did we get a review up of it? I don't think uh, so. I, I think I may so. end up reviewing it. Oh, okay. Well, there we go. I think I think Severin was supposed to review it, but I don't think he ever did. So I may end up reviewing it like I did for Lord of Arcana because I was the only person that played well, it. Well, Severin <laughs> is our preview guy. He's not our review guy. Oh wait, wait no. Who was supposed to do review? Do you get to? Um, it doesn't matter. Do you do you get oh. to do you get to play online? Um, there's no online play. It's just same as ad hoc. But uh, God's Eater, it doesn't really matter because they um. They built God's Eater around being um, extremely playable for either single or with other people. So I don't feel like I'm going to make no progress like I do in Monster Hunter? Yeah, it's perfectly playable single player. They put a much heavier emphasis on story in this one than they ever did in any Monster Hunter game. It's a Monster Hunter-esque game with a story. Yeah, Monster Hunter games have story. I wasn't aware of that. What? They, have, they have a very slight story in Monster Hunter games, usually revolving <clears throat> around you having to do missions to help a town deal with some big bad guy who's harassing them or something, right? So, 
thought you just yeah. hunted monsters. Monster Hunter is a great game, but you need other people to really enjoy it, I think. And that's why yeah, I like that, the Wii one, but no one will play it with me anymore. So. And that that's the caveat about Monster Hunter games, that they're not only are they fun with other people. But anyhow, God's Eater Burst is perfectly enjoyable and playable with single player. Sweet. That is good to hear. Very good to hear. I think think it was Becky that was supposed to review Burst, but I think I'll end up doing it. Okay. Severin said Neko's doing it. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, is he? That's what he says. So look forward to that review soon. Theory. Or maybe not. I don't know. I just work here. I don't actually know anything. Hey. That Hi. means it's my turn. You know what I have to say? What? I didn't play that many good RPGs this week. Just played a lot Why? of WoW. But I did play a good shooter on Xbox Live Arcade called Strania, which is a uh it's one of those old school vertical shoot 'em ups. Um, flying a spaceship around, collecting weapons, blowing people up, trying to get a higher score than all your friends on there. Just like anything you'd want. It's on Xbox Live Arcade. It was like 10 bucks or something. And uh, it, has a, it has a scoring system that you can actually understand. So I kind of like that in my Bullet Hell shooters. Unfortunately, um, you know, it's not as good as a cave game, but it also costs 10 bucks in cave games you have to import for like 80. So... <laughs> <laughs> that balances out, you know, uh, and you can actually understand the scoring system. So if you want to play Strania, give me a, you know, poke me with your Xbox Live Arcade, um, you know, username and we can compare scores and stuff. Um, oh, fancy. I like that. The only other thing video game related I did that was interesting was with my new iPad 2, which I got this week finally. Yay. Um, I got uh, the new magazine that just came out from the people at Area 5 who you may know from the old show they used to do called um, The One-Up Show, when, back when they were with One-Up before they got fired. Um, L.A. Noir, <laughs> not L.A. Noir, but the magazine's name is Atomics, A-T-O-M-I-X. Terrible name, but it's a, it's a video game-only magazine. It's only for the iPad. It's exclusive to the iPad. 99 cents an issue. I love that price point. <laughs> that is a great price point. <laughs> other magazines could learn from that price point and it's cool it's interactive uh, things are animated if it's just pictures they like to arrange them in an interesting way um, you scroll left to right every every left to right scroll is a new article and then within that article you can scroll up and down or click uh, multiple buttons to kind of see different things here like I've got one that's all about video game novels and as I scroll down this little widget appears on the side of the screen and within that little widget I can scroll through a list of really popular video game related novels to kind of see an example of what they are and that sort of thing and they do very interesting color choices they've got nice animations they've got videos embedded in the pages you hit them play you turn the thing sideways it goes full screen Um, it's really well done so if you have an iPad or something um, it's kind of a cool way to do a magazine now Um, I mean that's what people are trying to do try to keep text relevant by you know making it interesting rather than it just being boring text on a piece of paper because honestly we as a human species seem to be getting tired of that which i don't know how that's possible but it seems to be happening anyway um and uh, some good articles some decent writing you know i you know i i had plenty of fun reading most of the content and skipping what i didn't like because it was only 99 cents and it was you know i thought it was pretty cool so i urge you to give it a try because it's 
at 99 cents, you're not really risking much considering the magazine on the news rack costs like five bucks or whatever. So I say give it a try if you have an iPad. Pretty good stuff. And people with a pedigree that I really do like, those uh, those uh, that one-up show people, they're pretty good. So uh, that's all I got. And I think that's it for our show. I hope you enjoyed the song and I hope uh, you enjoyed the show. So if you'd like to give us feedback, podcast at rpgamer.com, send us an email or send us an MP3 file. We'll play it on the show. Email, uh, call us at 608-729-4098. Leave a message at latest updates threat, uh, the latest updates section of the forums at board.rpgamer.com. And uh, you can also, uh, uh, do we have a discussion topic for them this week? Um, we already did hot guys. I mean, we already did fashion. What else? That's all Noodle thinks about. So. That's all I think about. <laughs> Cute things. <gasps> Plushies. What's Plushies. your favorite plushie what's your, that comes What's your game? favorite gaming, like, yeah, stuffed animal yeah. thing? Yeah, I like that. That's not a lot of people will participate, but I think we'll get some nice pictures of fun things. So let's go with that. All right, cool. Hooray. Anything to leave people with, uh, Roy or, or John? No? I got Cedar Burst. It's really good. Really? Okay. Get that game. I'm gonna check it out. Amazon.com. Is it on PSN? I'd say if. Yeah, it is. I'd, I'd say if I was gonna give it a score, I'd say I'd give it at least a, at least a three, if not a three point. Forty bucks still. Hmm. Dual Dual Desham is twenty eight ninety nine. So. Uh, I want to know if I should buy. I want to know if I should get. Uh, I want to know if I should get Legend of Heroes: Trails in the Sky. That one is good. Yes. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, it's gotta love you some tits. Nice limited edition with that, with the poster and soundtrack and good, other good stuff. And as JRPGs goes, that one is really good. Oh, you've played it? Mm-hmm. Are you reviewing it or something? Or no, I think uh, I think David's reviewing. But that. Where'd, how'd you get it already? Power. How? Special. <laughs> How the heck did he get that it already? It, that and it's out already. April 11th, I thought. Oh, it came out this week? Okay. It came out like two weeks ago. Oh. Or, well, it came out on the 29th and I'm US. just so confused. But there's so many good games I haven't played. Oh my gosh. And there's Final it came Fantasy out last 4 Tuesday in Divas. Next, you know, two hey. weeks from now, we get Final Fantasy 4, the complete collection. So many games. Uh, I just looked out my window and it is snowing really hard. Well, you better go shovel yourself out and get yourself ready so you can buy the new releases this week of Dungeon Hunter Alliance on your PS3, PSN, Divinity no 2 on your Xbox. This building and has Magic its own people that heroes. come and shovel stuff for us. Well, that's going to be perfect for you then. So there, and I I'm just snuck in the new releases I forgot to do earlier. Really, really heavy snow. <laughs> We've plugged how people can get feedback to the show. I've given you that last shout out. You said, buy God Eater Burst. So by golly, go buy God Eater Burst. And I don't think And someone buy me a PSP. And someone buy Noodle a PSP. And my so cat's going to walk city. on my iPad. So with that, we're <laughs> going to end the show. Thanks, everybody, for watching. We'll see you all next week. Until then, goodbye. Bye.